Hello, this is Jamie. And this is Heather. And welcome to Using Our Inside Voice, a podcast where we awaken to the extraordinary meaning of everyday mundane life by passing it through a particle collider of different and differing perspectives. Today, we are using our inside voice to talk about the message that's been coming through in pieces all week. All week. Yeah, a lot has been coming through, mostly and for you. And it's only Tuesday. <laughs> okay, since since last, <laughs> for a week's worth of time. <laughs> week's worth of time. And I'm saying it and I'm like, mm, it's only Tuesday. Yeah, but they don't it's know that. week already. They're, they don't know that. <laughs> They don't need the persnickety-ness. You know, but it's funny. So I like to mention. Mm-hmm. Because it is. It's it's only Tuesday and it does feel like it's been... I, I actually had this problem yesterday. Yesterday, I thought it was like Wednesday. And it was Monday. <laughs> I haven't been able to time at all. I mean, it, it was... You know, when we were going through the pandemic, it was, why bother timing? <laughs> Who cares? You know, and I was already yeah. having a hard time before the pandemic. But now uh, I can't can't keep track of anything. I have to constantly refresh my memory. And there's the other issue, which, yeah. you know, who doesn't have this issue where um, the date by number and the actual day it falls on very likely to double book myself or mm-hmm. completely forget someone's birthday because, oh, your birthday's on Thursday. The, you know, and then you think, or it's on the 27th, but you don't realize that Thursday is the 27th and, you know, yeah. So timing is not, oh, it's not it a happens. thing I'm good at. I don't, I don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not fantastic at it either. Unless I have things set up like through my phone with reminders or I have sticky notes around the house then mm-hmm. it's probably not happening or mm-hmm. my concept of how far away that thing is is uh is drastically misinterpreted yeah yeah <laughs> so now here's the thing here's the thing that, that you all need to understand about when we come in to record we come in to record with a message um once we see that that message is both extended slash extensive. And then we realize it involves both of us. Then we realize there are ties to either events we're supposed to go to or that we have planned. And that tells us that this reaches out into the collective and it's something to talk about. Yeah. It's not just a personal, while there are personal aspects and we each gain something personal from it, the reason we share it is not so you can gain what we've gained from it. The reason we share it is because the energy that the message is coming through with is going to offer you something while you listen to us figure out and derp around our own shit. It will hopefully offer you something to derp around in for your own shit. And that's why we bother recording in the first place. And furthermore, it doesn't matter if we recorded this three weeks ago or two days ago, the message will still apply whenever it gets like you're going to listen to this whenever you need to hear it. Mm -hmm. So if you listen to this a year after we record it or four years after we record it somewhere, something is going to tie into something that that uh that you have going on in your life or had going on in your life that you needed explaining or you're going to link some things together. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what happens for us in the moment too. So, you know, the perfect, perfectly explaining that everything is happening all at once all the time. So, yeah. you know, don't, don't necessarily get caught up on the, the timing of things because although there are some instances where that is a thing, um, we've learned not to worry about it so much in, in this case and pretty much in the case of anytime we're talking about anything that's spiritual in nature because again everything is happening all of the time ah man so i don't i i like so we have to title our little broadcast as we're going into it and i always put something that's just a basic placeholder and today I titled it WTF, Solstice, and Tattoo. <laughs> because <laughs> I had... So I, I specific. Couldn't, I couldn't even brain, like, putting a full sentence together. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I kind of feel like mush. And I've kind of felt like mush since yesterday. Part of that had to do with the horrible heat that we had yesterday. It was mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. In SoCal yesterday, and both of us kind of turn into puddles when it's warm outside. I turn into a grouch. <laughs> I have no patience. I am grouchy. I am likely to snap. It's not fun. And every year it happens. And every year I have a talk with myself when I see the hot temperatures approaching. And I say, you know, this happens every year. You experience this every summer. You're going to be tired and foggy and befuddled and annoyed, and you're just going to have patience with your environment and with yourself. And then it happens, and I'm like, Fah! and that's uh, <laughs> pretty much where I've been for a few days now. So, yeah. I feel that. But, yeah, in my, in my derping about yesterday and my frustration at the heat – and the not being able to brain fully, I decided to get lost for a moment in TV. In my eyes? Oh, sorry. What? TV, right. Yeah. And in, in hopes to not come across anything that I was going to have to... <laughs> like stop watching because Brian was going to walk into the room and going, are you watching that without me? Because that's what normally happens when Mm -hmm. I watch something and he doesn't watch something. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to find something he wouldn't possibly be interested in. Let's, let's go look the Gaia network up and see if there's anything interesting that they've put on my, we recommend for you list. And the last couple times I've hopped on there, I've seen this one in particular and I wasn't familiar with the name that they were using or I, I preface this with, okay, I wasn't really familiar with the name that they were using um, for this group of, of beans that they were uh, presenting. And I was curious, but at the same time, like, I love Gaia. I think Gaia is a cool channel. It has a lot of interesting um, programming, 
that links to more metaphysical spiritual things. So in that way, it's nice sometimes to be able to just jump into something and hear people chat very openly and freely about stuff that most people would kind of, you know, cock their head to the side and go, huh? Like, what are you talking about? Um, so when I found this, this little suggestion yesterday, I was like, okay, well, this is probably not something that Brian's going to be super interested in. Like he'd watch it, but he probably wouldn't be like, oh, oh, don't watch it until I can watch it with you. So I went ahead and I put it on and I have to admit it's, it's not the type of programming that I would normally actually watch on Gaia. Like I said, Gaia has some, some good programming out there, but there's also some stuff that I usually kind of go, hmm, I don't know about that <laughs> mm. <laughs> and tend to kind of pass over. Um, you know, there's jumping down the rabbit hole and, and, and saying yes to all the things. And then there's another level of that, that I feel sometimes infringes upon my, um, uh, my logic in a particular way that I'm, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not down with all the time. So I, there, there are certain things that I, that I kind of avoid. And this would have been one of those things that I just would have avoided. Mm-hmm. And just went, eh, like it, it, you know, that's probably cute and all, but not for me. Uh, but I went ahead and I, and I put it on yesterday and it was a very weird format. First of all, something that I'm more used to seeing by randoms on YouTube, YouTube, where yeah. it's kind of like a, you know, a very spacey, but aesthetically pleasing, um, fully cg'd yeah fully cg'd animated type background and then the format was kind of like an interview format so so earth being is the interviewer and and extraterrestrial being is is the one doing the answering and i think i'm trying to remember how they pronounce it was it tigetans I think I was know. the ticket. I literally I believe I watched was it. the name of the I watched it in preparation for this recording and I already can't remember yeah. how they pronounced it. <laughs> I let's put it this way. That part's not important. Right. Because again, that was something that my brain immediately skipped over and went, and Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. They picked it like we'll include the information somewhere. There will be yeah. if you are if you're following us or you know maybe we'll make show notes. I don't know what we'll do, but somewhere yeah. you will be able to find this if you're interested in what we are talking about. Yeah. So, you know, it was one of those things where I I start listening and some of it is like, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard this sort of thing before. All right. Well, you know, it's 32 minutes long, so it wasn't a huge investment of my time. If it distracted me from the heat for 32 minutes, it was a blessing. Uh, what I was not prepared for was to get whammied <laughs> at several parts throughout, especially since I was fully prepared to be like, uh-huh, 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 <laughs> through the whole thing. And I, like, I can't even point to specifics today 
and and to be honest with you, I don't know if I could have pointed to specifics to you yesterday after I watched it. Um, there were just certain times where I found myself fully in full cry mode, fully mm-hmm. reached into all the things. And, and it wasn't just the heart space. There was something underneath that, that it was, there was a nerve that it was pinging at the same time. That was very much a, you have work to do somewhere surrounding some of the things that were mentioned here. Um, you've got some trauma that's bubbling up to the surface and this is, this is getting you in the heart space, but it's also, it's also pinging, um, it's, it's pinging a raw spot. It's, it's pinging something that's hurtful and painful for Mm -hmm. you to listen to or hear or see. And even today I'm sitting with it and there's still that like I'm getting that that warmth and then I'm also getting the ouch mm-hmm. and so uh one of the things that I asked Heather Heatherson to do here is to pull some cards and hopefully help me get some clarity help us get some clarity about what the hell's going on this week Technically, she asked me to pull one card, but you can't ask a deck junkie to choose a deck and pull (laughs) one card. That's silly. We don't do that. So I've got three decks here. Whether or not we'll use them, it doesn't really matter. But they all called to me. And uh, this one that I'm about to pull from, I I got pinged as she was talking about her raw nerve. So I'm hoping something interesting will come up um, from the Cosmic Reading Cards by... Nari Anastasia. <clears throat> Is that really her name? Was Nari Anastasia really destined to create the cosmic reading cards? I'm sure she was. It certainly sounds Otherwise, like she, it. She wouldn't have done it. But I just, I, you know, the culture we come from, the goth culture, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I get triggered because people tend to, you know, call themselves Kitty and Raven a lot or Athena Bloodrose. You know, I mean, people choose names. And so I'm just always curious, is this a name you chose for yourself? Or, you know, is it your cosmic name? Is it your real name? Did you just happen to have something that ethereal at birth? You know, you you missed the Helen boat and I... you got Nari on a starship. <laughs> it's possible. I knew no less than six Merlins at any one given point in time. <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know. All right. What we All have totally here. totally different. Oh, well, this is fitting. Mm. Lay it on me. We have I can, move. I, I can't move. see. I know there's a glare. I'm sorry. We have move forward. And move it's forward. a picture it's okay. of. Like you guys can't see either, but. <laughs> but you will. If you, if you follow us on Instagram using our inside yeah, voice, we're... all one word, we will post this so that you can see. We will post it what the hell we were talking about but it's a it's basically it's a picture of a starry galaxy night sky and a really fuzzy shadow humanoid shaped shadow and it says move forward move forward so this is and we assumed that when when you start every time one of us or both of us gets whammied we assume it's like oh here's a whole new thing for you to deal with boom and that's why we are crying. That's why we are emotional. It's why we're vulnerable. It's it's and new information is about to come through. And sure enough, that's exactly what's happened. Cattle prod. 
<laughs> wow. Cattle prod. I mean, wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Sometimes okay. that's what's needed. Sure. But, you know. Do you want me to read it or is that like way too long and stupid? Because sometimes it's long and stupid and, nah. boring and people don't care. Well, I mean, look at it. Look at it. If if it if it sounds good to you and you want to read it or if you want to take a second and then sums up. I okay. Mean, well, it starts with a quote, which is pretty apropos. You can't start okay. the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last one. Surely. So that speaks yes, to your wrong advice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Enough said. All right. So, but you still have no real conscious inkling of what that raw nerve might be related to. No, I don't. I don't. Not at at the moment. And it was really funny because I really tried to glean more into it yesterday. And I feel like my peeps on the other side were very much like a, look, you were supposed to get a little shove (laughs) not a huge shove Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you fell deep you fell too deep in the hole girl (laughs) what happened um i feel like your guides tend to blame you a lot for uh overstepping and yet i feel like that's really on them because they should know who you are by now and they should know how sensitive your gas pedal and your brake pedal are that's on them although at the same time at the same time, I am willing to take some accountability for that because I do tend to want to dive in. Um, well, I tend to want to dive in. That mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, I tend but to we not know, just, like, we know get this a message about you. and sit with it. But we know this about you. They know this about you. But I also feel like part of my lesson sometimes is, look, you don't have to do the deep dive every time right away. Like, sit with it for a minute. Decide whether or not you want to do that right now. Mm -hmm. And then go about your business the way you feel is necessary. Not like, but, you know, I tend to, like, fall off the edge of the boat and then, you know, do, do a backward swan dive into the ocean of whatever it is. And so kind of sink in it think, for a while. What do you think is the what do you think is at the root of that compulsion to deep dive every time? Um, you know, it's it's a good question. And it's one that I've attempted asking myself before, and I don't know that I come up with a really good answer other than there is just a there is a pulling inside me that that leads me to it and most of the time very much like being an empath and having the emotions come to the forefront fairly quickly this is kind of the same kind of pull where i'm i'm doing it before i even am consciously aware of it most of the time and so i don't know if that's part of the lesson is for me to slow that process down so that i am more choosy about what i dive into right away so that um so that maybe that i am conserving my energy Mm -hmm. a little better and um you know, not, 
they just, you know, the the phrase that I just got, and I and I totally heard my grandmother, you know, stop making a mountain out of a mohill. <laughs> um, but you know, I I kind of I I tend to dive all in because I'm curious. I mean, and who isn't curious? Especially mm-hmm. when you get into things like this, who isn't curious? I mean, mm-hmm. come on, I. I I do have to give myself a little bit of a break because considering that I was very much indoctrinated into this world very early on in my life, very well present, um, you know, presently aware of at least some of the things uh, that I was going through and really had no one to guide me through it or or even uh, talk about it with until I was much older. So I, I'm not surprised that I took that route very early on of wanting to dive into it whenever I saw an opportunity. And of course, nowadays, there's, there's a much greater opportunity to dive in. But I will say at the same time, as someone who also tries to teach others, I am constantly telling other people to slow down and you know, I don't know that I've, I don't know that I have always taken the opportunity to take my own advice to heart and, and slow down, especially when it comes to messages like this. Yeah. It's always Um, easier to give the advice because you know, people, when we're interacting with people and they need advice or they could use, you know, they could benefit from some advice and they want it. Um, those people are reflecting back to us what the lessons that we need to work on too. It's no coincidence that they're there, you know, having experienced something that you can resonate with. That's what draws you together in the first place. You know, it's not the crystals in the shop or the grapefruit in the produce section that brought you together. It is literally your resonance. You attracted like magnets for a reason. So of course you're going to be able to give them advice. You've been there. It doesn't mean you've actually taken the advice. Well, and I guess to be fair, you know, if if you cannot read your own energy, they have to be able to <laughs> show you that in a different way. And that True. different way is usually in the people that we come across. So, right. um, so you know, there there is that. But another thing I'd like to yeah. add real quick before we move on is, you know, I can tell that, you know, it's easy to interpret you may not have taken your own advice as you have you're not walking the walk. That's not what I mean by that. What I mean by that is that here this person is presenting another level in which you are, you know, maybe poised to figure out how to apply that advice there. It doesn't mean that you haven't already applied that advice successfully and improved other parts of yourself, your life, your experience, whatever is, you know, whatever works, you know, in other ways, in other forms. There are so many levels going on at the same time, working on different aspects. Each of us is I like a diamond. We're very a complicated. We have many facets. And so when the there same advice go. comes around again, and you're like, not this again. Are you joking? Like, I have to do this again? Remember that you have done it before. That you, It's not coming back because you failed. It's coming back because, hey, you passed the test. Yeah. Now you've leveled up and you get to apply it to this more complicated or more difficult subject. 
I just wanted to put that yeah. out there because a lot of times when we're talking about spiritual stuff, we make generalizations and it's so complicated. It, it, it really, it goes down to just this micro level and and it's not to take your accomplishments away from you or to be like, well, I'm a spiritual teacher, so I know more than you. No, 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 no. Please no. No. We're all humans. We're all learning at our own rate. And if what we are saying can help you, let it be. But I only want to help. Oh, and I don't – it's not about sure. mm, diminishing people. Well, and, and you know, just in the same turn here, it's like I'm, I'm speaking about myself – yeah, in much the same manner. And trust me, I've, <laughs> I've been through this more than a time or two. And I do teach others, but that doesn't mean that those lessons don't come back around for, for me as well. It, it absolutely doesn't mean that, um, you know, we're, we're all kind of going about this the same way. And the, the point of the, the point of the teaching and the sharing is just to help because we have each other. That's, that's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, we have some, some divine guidance on our side, but ultimately we're the ones that are here joining in this experience. And if we don't stop to help each other cross the road occasionally, you know, why, why would you want somebody else to be sidelined if, if you can help? Um, and and sometimes that means stepping in and kind of doing it for ourselves too and going, hey, slowly roll for a second. It's cool. Like, you know, you you can you can take a pause and, mm -hmm. and think about this. And and I think that's why it was so interesting yesterday. It's like having that first thought of of diving in and then kind of putting the brakes on and just sitting in that it's it's interesting because i've been sitting in that weird pocket ever since of of the the heart space plus the wound all in the same turn and and it's an interesting feeling because i can literally feel the the kind of tug of war that's happening in, inside there there is a feeling of a a a wanting to to dive more into it and wanting to open the heart space more. And then there's also the wound portion that is like, wait a second, slow down. Like I'm not, I'm not there yet. So, you know, let's, let's be patient with this. And it's a really odd place to be. And it kind of, like, I feel a little melancholy. I feel a little, I don't know that I would quite use the term depressed. I don't know if depressed is the correct word, but I definitely feel a little more somber and contemplative and, you know, kind of wondering what the fuck that is that's, that's gnawing away. Mm -hmm. And the inside somewhere that apparently was buried so deep, so, so deep. And, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to search for specifics in my mind. Like I'm trying to think of, of very specific things that were said in this show. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I have again, specific things. 
Do you? Well, I then go for it because maybe you'll trigger something that exactly that I didn't. Yeah, I that I, I that took I notes. Right I took now. notes. That's that's how specific it was. It was just like Bing, Bang, Boom, like oh, and I was like oh, um, this one made me verklempt. It made me tear up. Not because it was emotional, but because it was that I, I get that feeling like I want to cry when there's validation involved, which was interesting because it's something that I completely off the radar would have never thought about it. If they hadn't said it, I wouldn't know it, that kind of thing. So, um, the, but the first thing I want to talk about is that I want to talk about is that they are the Tegetians or Tegetis or whatever the hell they're called are apparently in the Pleiadian star system. Um, and usually when it comes to watching, discussing, learning about Pleiadian stuff, I get very impatient and I get very annoyed because I have baggage. Less baggage now than when I started my journey, but what was revealed to me as I discovered my own origin, having been from the Pleiades, was um, traumatic. And so every time, every time we talk about them, I'm a little bit like, mm, because, and, and it has to do with, oh, and this ties right in. It has to do with uh, the general population's romanticizing of that star system and the collective that comes from there, the energy that comes from there. They, they usually relate it to, to Lemurian energy and it's usually very kind and gentle and nurturing and ah, zen. And that was not my experience with the energy. That's not to say that that doesn't exist. It's just to say that my past life memories when they started coming through we're not nurturing. We're not gentle. And um, so, but what they said was that their physiology is different than ours, to be expected, because the interviewer had asked, you appear human. Is that correct? And they're like, yes, but our physiology is different. And one of the things they mentioned, such a random thing to cry about, like almost cry about, they said that while our brain has two lobes, theirs has one. And I was like, what the, why would that be an evolutionary O? And the answer came through before, before the interviewer could ask, before they could answer, before I could finish my question, the answer came through. And what came through was that our two-lobed brain is specifically designed to go back and forth between polarity. It's specifically designed to facilitate a world that is ruled by the concept of polarity. And that their one lobe yeah. brain was not necessary. They didn't need that anatomy in order to navigate their experience. But the thing that I find funny about that, and this tied in at the end, and it's a big message that my guides are telling me I don't have it quite right yet, but I'm on to something. And it's something I've been working on for a long time. Um, when I first started my journey, the, the deep dive part of my journey where I'm like, aliens are real and angels and all of this is the same thing. And, blah, you know, when my mind was getting blown, it was happening. I was working with a close friend of mine and we were doing channeling sessions. He would channel and I would take him into trance and he would channel. Um, we found that it worked better that way. And he would, he started channeling the Federation of Light. And I found it difficult to, at first, to interact with Ashtar because 
it felt so, oh gosh, what's the word? <laughs> um, Over the polite. top? No, no, not at all. Polite and pleasant and, um, oh gosh, I don't even know how to describe it. I didn't, I didn't contemplate running into this issue. I didn't know that this would be an issue. Um, it was very homogenous. Yeah, it was homogenous. And it felt too homogenous, like something was missing. And I was like, uh, uh, wait, but um, question, uh, I, I have a question that I can't pose to you because I don't even know what the question is consciously yet. And um, then I realized that when you listen to a lot of spiritual teachers speak about um, higher density or lower density places, which would be, I guess, higher dimensions, depending on, you know, how you want to talk about that. They would say things like, you know, in higher dimensions, they don't experience polarity. And instantly that gets under my skin. Instantly. And so I was thinking mm -hmm. about the single lobed brain. And then at the very end of the video, they're talking about what are they talking about? They're talking about um, how, well, at the beginning, they're talking about how they have a blockade around Earth to keep ships with um, undisclosed agendas from entering or exiting and how they're capturing ships and how a lot of the ships are um, uh, reptilian and, you know, getting into all this Star Wars bullshit. And I'm like, okay. So what came through was, obviously, they experienced polarity. Otherwise, they would not be involved in any sort of battle or protection scenario. You can't have a battle or protection scenario without polarity. But what the guides were trying to get me to understand, and they're still insisting, like, I'm almost there, but I don't quite have it. Their experience of polarity is not within one skin, one shell, one being. Their experience of polarity is macro. And so it is still us versus them. And that what they did was they showed me a they showed me Earth and then they showed mm -hmm. me a chessboard. And they said this this the game board of Earth <laughs> was created to play out this bigger version of polarity. And us as chess pieces upon Earth are each, because everything is hollow fractal, the whole is included in all of the smaller parts. Nothing is separate from the whole. So what they were saying is, is that our brains have two lobes to represent the two macro sides of this battle that was has up until now been sort of beyond our comprehension or our awareness. And I just found that really interesting. So you know, it is possible that some of these entities coming through preaching the love and light agenda, which is ties back into the Ashtar thing, I always felt they had an agenda. I always felt like as long as I was dealing with them and I was, quote, on their side, that it would go well. But I always felt that there was something missing. I was like, okay, um, you're always talking about love and light and upliftment and that's great and all, but there's a lot here that doesn't, isn't uplifting. And that kind of needs to be addressed too. 
And I remember there was a point in time and it was, it was scary for me because I was, you, you want to be quote good, (laughs) whatever that means, but you haven't quite got the handle on what it means to be good for yourself. You've got a handle on what it means to be good as you appear to your external environment. What does it mean to be good in your parents' eyes? What does it mean to be good in your boss's eyes? What does it mean to be good in, you know, get good grades in school, that kind of thing. But very few people have sat down and contemplated, what do I think it is for me to be good? And this was, you know, happening at the same time. I was unraveling all of this at the same time. But that feeling of agenda, not that, not that their mission or whatever, you know, it's called is bad because it's only one-sided. It, it's not a judgment from me. It was a feeling of missing something. It was a feeling of not getting the whole story. I felt I remember feeling like they were withholding a lot. And it made me <clears throat> just titchy. It made me annoyed. You know, and so my questions would get more <laughs> probing <laughs> as time went on. And I reached a point where I guess my beliefs evolved and coalesced to the point where talking to the Federation was no longer going to further my progress. And those talks ended and were replaced with something new. Um, but my point is, is that I realized that when when you are talking to a higher density or lower, de- higher density being, which means lighter, fifth dimension, that's what you kind of think of that as. Um, when you're talking to these beings who are helping us ascend and you're talking to the, the light side, they are, it is an agenda for them and they don't see it as polarity because they, in their minds, are all unified for this agenda. But having a two-lobed brain, when their one-sided agenda comes into my brain, I'm like, but what's the other side? Well, of course, the other side is all of the darkness that we're really starting to see highlighted on the planet right now. And, um, you know, it's, it's, but I wanted to be able to make a conscious decision of, of what, who I was supporting and why. You know, it's, it's kind of like getting to know your candidates. <laughs> when you first start channeling and hearing people channel, you're like, okay, I hear what you're saying and this sure. resonates with this doesn't and this resonates with this doesn't. It was just a really difficult time because I felt kind of honored to be talking to, ooh, Ashtar, he's a thing? Oh, and then I look up Ashtar and apparently he's been around since the 50s and there's a whole dome with sound and there's stuff happening with Ashtar and I'm like, he's kind of a celebrity. <laughs> this is a big deal. And, and yet there's another part of me that's like, "Mm, yeah, but you're withholding and I can feel it. Why are you withholding? And a lot of times the answer would be because you're not ready for that. You haven't gotten there yet. And a lot of times the answer would be less, even less forthcoming than that. And of course, looking back on it, I see that it was my own personal growth and the point in my journey that I was at that wouldn't have allowed me to properly understand the answers that they could have given. I figured out the answers to those questions. They're no longer questions for me. But I needed to go at my own pace. And there came a time where I couldn't go at my own pace and talk to the Federation of Light. It would be like banging my head against a wall. 
because they literally did not have the answers that I was seeking. I had to go find those elsewhere. I couldn't ask them about the dark agenda and what it looked like because all the answers they could give me veered away from it because their entire goal as a collective is to uplift. So if you want to find out about the darkness, you're not going to be able to find out about the darkness because their minds are unified regarding darkness, that it must be lit, that it must be enlightened, you know? And and the same goes, is true for the dark side where they're like, everything must be, we must use resources. We must, you know, they each have their own side. And those are the two lobes of a higher dimensional brain. They're separate. And so by playing this game, it unifies them and it keeps them interacting and it keeps that polarity still going, which is the, the, you know, the concept of polarity. That's how we learn. And that's why all of this is happening on every level is to learn source learning about itself. Mm -hmm. So it just was, that was a little bit, no pun intended, mind blowing. (laughs) I know I'm the only one that got that, but it was a little mind blowing for me because <laughs> I'd been searching, I'd been searching for those answers for a long time, because it just drove me nuts. So that was another thing that I um, experienced while watching that, and that was pretty huge for me. Yeah, I mean, I I do remember that part, and and that was really interesting. That was one of the first things that did kind of stick out that made me. Uh, that made me take my thumb off of the the ready to pause, <laughs> ready to change to a new video button. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's that's an interesting little tidbit right there. Which part? Um the the part about the the physiology and oh, the brain the part. brain and mm-hmm. and it made sense to me in in other ways too, in some of the stuff that's been, um, I thought it was interesting first, first of all, that they were talking about the neurology and nervous system of those beings and how they differed and that that was something that's been coming up more recently for me as well mm-hmm. um, over the course of yeah, several days now because the previous day we actually watched something else on Gaia that was another inter- interview. Uh, both both humanoids this time, <laughs> both Earth beings this time. You know, in in a regular interview, um, talking about neurology and um, women in particular and hormones, and I thought it was interesting. Um, for the thing that we watched, well, you watched it this morning. I watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. That um, the alien video. They were the alien video that they were talking about. Uh, a more like the more feminine everything, presence. Everything is their, for women here. Yeah, That's what they said everything is for community. women here. I caught that too. I even wrote a note on that. Because, you know, it's no coincidence that you had me watch that other interview um, talking about Mm -hmm. women and their cycles and how they're always on these cycles and how we differ in um, what we receive from hormones. You know, for men, it's dopamine. And for women, 
the success hormone, so to speak, is oxytocin. And that's what we strive for. We, we, that's what motivates us. Um, and so we, and I thought it was really interesting that she was saying, you know, this world that we live in, it's just, it's made for men. And if we started to shift it to a world that's made for women, um, or that's, that's more inclusive to women, um, we would really be able to take advantage of a huge resource, women. Um, and I thought that it's, it had to be no coincidence that you had me watch this alien thing today and the alien that they're channeling literally says everything here is for women and not every woman wants a mate because women are interested in certain things and men are more interested in other things that really may not interest women as much. And I thought it was so interesting because there it is again, the polarity. Mm -hmm. One day we watch a video that says you're living on a planet that's really made by and for men. And the next day I watch a video from you <laughs> that it, mm -hmm. that says that says we're from a planet or we're from a whatever, a system that is made for women. And I'm like, I'm sensing <laughs> a theme here. Yeah. I mean, this this is one of those things where, you know, it's like not everything that we discuss is going to be worked out in the what we were we normally do about an hour and 40 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. This is not going to get worked out in an hour and 40 minutes. Mm -mm. This is this is going to keep weeding back in and showing up in in multiple discussions, I'm sure. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's it's like just you know, seeing a giant tarp over a big pile of stuff somewhere randomly and going, uh, that's interesting. I wonder <laughs> what's under the tarp, but going, it could be a dead body. It could be a pile of trash. It could be a treasure. We don't know. And a pile slowly, of dead bodies. It could be. <laughs> and, you know, over the, over the top of a pile of treasure um you know and just kind of slowly picking up a corner and looking underneath and and trying to suss out what is, what 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 is that that we see peeking under there what what like i don't want to just rip the tarp off mm -hmm. but well you can't just you rip know, the tarp off no they, we literally haven't been provided enough information to rip the tarp off you know we it, it's impossible but, you know, I'm going to keep lifting back and curling back that that corner as mm -hmm. much as I can, um, mm -hmm. you know, until I feel like I have a good idea on how to take the rest of it off. <laughs> you know, it's it's just one of those interesting, interesting parts of of taking the dive into this particular world of deciding that this is something that you want to explore because you know the the more tarps you find the more corners of tarps you start to lift up the more you realize that there's some really interesting things happening mm -hmm. in this world and it and it just you know it it triggers a whole domino effect of of things to happen within your life and and i think you know oh. it helps if you can prepare yourself for that yes more messages coming through because i'm i'm like i'm empty <laughs> really uh kind of yeah. more messages um if it's 
correct. What I heard originally when I was watching the video and then I related it back to that other video about how the woman was talking about, you know, and we'll put all the information somewhere where you guys can find it, but where the Mm -hmm. woman was talking about the hormones and the cycle and blah, blah, blah. Um, Originally, I tapped into with my brain mind that, okay, this is all happening for a reason. Obviously, you don't find when you start to find echoes. When your when your external experience starts to provide echoes of what's happening, you know from within the the information that you're getting from your guides, that's when you know that the the message is a, a lot. It's supported by a collective energy that the energy has shifted, mm-hmm. and now it's supporting a certain kind of information to come through. And what I picked up on was, you know, even though we didn't make it to the actual event because you know weather was not in our favor. I had planned with a group to um, go alien hunting. I mean, we were going to go look for aliens (laughs) over at uh, uh, in San Pedro. And uh, and what started that was a friend was telling me that the dude from History Channel, what's his name? The Greek dude? I cannot brain today, but I am going to try (laughs) looking it up. Alien Guy History <laughs> Channel because a. I'm a librarian in training. Is Giorgio A. Tsoukalos. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. There okay. Is. I love so that, it. That all you have to do, all you have to do, people, is type in Alien Guy History and Google shows you, like literally, I'm showing you on yeah, my but phone. I can't, that I can't is, see it because all I can see is your green oh, screen. Oh. Yeah, well, I typed in I typed in History Channel Greek guy, <laughs> but this shows you how invested I am in in disclosure. Right? I, I do not care. I I don't. It's not my bag. I think it's cool that people have that. You know, I'm into ghosts. Some people are into aliens. Some people are into Bigfoot. Do you boo? But yeah, you know, since it's coming up I, out of the blue, I don't go anywhere. I'm pretty much a hermit. If if I can choose hermiting, I will choose hermiting. I I like my house. The end. So he's uh, a ufologist. He's, sure, he's behind the the um, ancient aliens program that right. was big on History Channel and Sci Fi and got. But he's better kind of known distributed everywhere. He's better known as the guy with the hair. <laughs> Let's face it, that's the guy the with the hair. Yes, the guy with the hair. Um, but apparently, he the rumors about uh, ships. Uh, taking off and landing between Catalina and our coast have gotten so uh, intense that he's now renting a property in the area so that he can experience it, keep tabs on it, whatever Greek ufologists with hair do. I don't know what he's doing over there. But I thought it was interesting. I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe we'll go see the aliens. That'll be cool. Every, everyone can get together since they already live down there anyway. And I was like, wee, aliens, yay, which is weird, again, because it's not something I typically gravitate towards. Again, the outing didn't happen. We'll reschedule. It'll happen eventually. But I thought it was interesting that here we have, uh, you know, me, of all people, spurring everybody into action for a group meetup to see aliens and then actual aliens, not the movie. And then all of a sudden you tap into your own alien stuff. It's coming through. So with my brain mind, I'm like, okay, 
Oh, and then there was also a Disclosure Fest that just happened over the yeah. weekend. And yeah, a friend of ours, a friend of ours attended. Yeah. Um, and so there's a serious energy coming up to, to support Disclosure. And I know a lot of people are going to be very excited about that. But what they just told me while you were talking, which made me, oh, in the middle, is that this is how Disclosure is going to look. This is the first this is the first approach. This is how it's – and in a way, we already knew that because we've been talking to yeah. extraterrestrial guides for years now. It's not new to us. But yeah, I just think that it's going to start happening on a grander scale for more people. Yeah. This is the disclosure that you th – the disclosure you think you're looking for, like Tic Tacs in the sky and, and, and government disclosure – that's not what it's going to look like at first, even though that's already started to happen. It all supports the energy. The energy supports all of it. But really where it's going to come through for people is in, you know, new channelers coming out with new information, old wounds being brought to the surface that mm -hmm. may feel completely disconnected from your knowledge of reality. You, a lot of people are going to come online and the catalyst for their awakening is going to be an element of disclosure instead of yeah. how most of us awakened, which was our external environment provided some kind of traumatic experience <laughs> for us to completely disassemble and fall apart into pieces. And then we had to slowly piece ourselves back together. A lot of people I'm feeling are going to awaken through disclosure. And that disclosure yeah. is going to continue to happen internally. And the more people who start to awaken through disclosure, the more your external environment is going to disclose to you. Because it, quite honestly, now yeah. that I'm looking at it, it's like, duh, it can't happen any other way. We create our external environment. Yeah. So in order yeah, for if you're going to, Yeah, if you're going to shift it on that grand of scale, then everybody has to kind of be on the same page. They do. And they were even saying that in that so, video that you had me watch. Mm -hmm. um, in the alien video, they were saying, you know, that more and more people are coming online or have will come online, but you have to lead the way. Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. It went away. Apparently, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, but that's but that's basically what we're doing here. I mean, yeah, and this is kind of our contribution to that is. Mm -hmm the is letting you in on the conversation that we've been having for decades now mm -hmm. um you know and and usually a a fairly small handful of people get to hear about it but now we're you know we're opening that up so that more people can hear about it because we know, also know that we're not the only ones that are that are thinking these things or having these conversations, the natural byproduct of then kind of leaking these conversations out to others are others saying back to us, Oh, I was just talking with so-and-so the other day about something like that, or that I came across that in a, you know, in a book that I was reading or in an old YouTube video that I was watching or, this other conversation that I overheard or, you know, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. It, but you know, it, it's helpful to have that kind of support. I think that's, I think that's the hardest part of stepping into this whole process is not feeling like you're supported in it necessarily. Mm -hmm. And, 
I think the more people that come online, the the more comfortable it becomes because people feel that they are supported at least in some way. Yeah. Um, you know, well, just and, by and hearing other people talk about it. And ultimately the tables will turn and it will become so it, it will become mundane. It will become expected. Mm-hmm. It to a degree, things like that will be taken for granted because it will become normalized. Um, but right now we're not there. And it went away. <laughs> Whatever. <bit>. Whatever. Um <laughs> But it's but it is funny because, you know, I can also point to it in just some of the general articles that that are popping up like i could probably let's see let's see let's just have fun with this shall we let me look up my little home page and see what pops up there was something that came up this morning on my phone in like usually shows up in the apple plus the stuff that i can't get to which is fine because I don't need to read it. Um, like most of the time I just need to see that it's there and let's see if anything comes up. Um, to do, to do, to do, to do. I, okay. Well, I'm not seeing anything. Oh, all right. So here's one. Um, Esquire. Now this is a magazine that's been around forever and ever a gentleman's magazine, right? <laughs> where you're used to seeing, you know, like sharply dressed men with polo ponies and such in Esquire. I don't think they have polo ponies. Tightening their ties. That's not a thing. That's, that's literally Ralph well, Lauren. Way that's back in the, Esquire. like, like I know, but in the, in the beginning days of Esquire, that's, that's usually what oh, their, their front covers the, look like. You the know? vintage days. We, the vintage. If we go all the way back to the beginning, you know, that, that's kind of the vibe that Esquire had. And now the vibe that Esquire is rocking is I tried everything. Then I tried ayahuasca. And wow. this is how you know that shit's going down out there. Yeah. Because yeah. Esquire just covered an article on ayahuasca. Yeah. Um, and there That's were like tr- two others that were that were interesting this morning that was like one had to do again with like the nervous system. Um, and then I can't remember what the other one was, but you know, that part doesn't really matter. The The most important part is that it's showing up. It is. Yeah. In, in really normal, you know, what we think of as quote unquote normal places, mm-hmm. you know, people were, where where the other half normally goes to seek their, their news and their advice and such they are now starting to get the echoes right of what we've been talking about for mm. years now right. and it's funny because and i feel like such an old lady sometimes like a get <laughs> off my lawn kids um <laughs> because i'll sit there and i'll scroll you know do a little scrolling in the morning and it's like i find myself going oh you think that do ya you coming around to that are you <laughs> you know and it's like wow you're such an old lady shut up <laughs> but it's funny and, and and interesting and exciting and scary like all in the same ball of twine mm-hmm. and 
you know, for this week, it's like, well, today we're recording. It's Tuesday, June 21st. It's the summer solstice here on the Northern Hemisphere. And, you know, I'm usually I have some sort of idea on, you know, like how I want to spend the day and usually something comes up and there's, you know, something that I want to focus on. And usually it involves creating an altar and doing a ceremony and doing all the things today. I have no mind for any of that. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of sitting in a place of just kind of quiet. Yeah. And I'm not opposed to it. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not mad at the fact that, you know, I didn't get up and watch the sunrise at over the tour or over Stonehenge this morning, which is something that I would normally do on a solstice because it just speaks to me. Today, not a whole lot is speaking to me. And yet in the same turn, I feel like that is a different kind of speaking to me. Absolutely. I'm kind of being allowed a moment to sit in my own space to get quiet with my own thoughts and feelings about what's been happening the last couple of days. And I actually have a very interesting venture coming up at the end of the week on Friday. I am going to get an intuitive tattoo, which is something that I've had kind of in the works now for almost three years mm -hmm. and finally had set a date on it and then have moved that date twice in the process of picking a date. <laughs> uh, and I, it, it's a very interesting feeling because um, this particular artist that I'm going to she does some really amazingly beautiful work and I fell in love with it the minute I saw it. And I've been following her for years now and really wanted to have this done. It was something that I, I definitely feel felt called to and then had the opportunity gifted to me. And, you know, I find myself now just a few days away and I'm having a hard time even wrapping my brain around it for several reasons. Um, you know, it's like since the pandemic, like pr right before the pandemic, I was in a really good place as far as like getting my health on track. I had lost a lot of weight. I was feeling better about myself. I was, I felt like I was, uh, had a good, like had a better relationship with, with food or was gaining a better relationship with food. Um, my stress levels were through the roof because of other things that I had going on in life, but I had, I had done a lot of work just previous to, and was starting to shift that as well. And then once the pandemic hit, that kind of came to a slow halt. Same. And and I it was almost one of those things where I I didn't even notice it at first. I didn't even realize that 
I had stopped or that I had turned to uh, food as a comfort item. I didn't even realize at the time that I needed a comfort item because honestly, I needed the break so badly mm-hmm. that I was grateful that it was happening on on many levels. I I needed to not participate in so much life happening. Right. Um, but as we kind of kept turning through this process, it really wasn't until last year sometime that I was like, whoa, dude. Uh... (laughs) 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 Not, not feeling super great about how all that went down (laughs) like not feeling super great about about losing traction in that particular Mm -hmm. part of my life Mm -hmm. um and it's odd that this this kind of crept up as a as a like kind of like shining a floodlight on the issue for me because my first thought was you know, I'm getting an I'm getting an intuitive tattoo. So at this point, I have no idea what it looks like or where it's going to go. I have um, I'll have a say in in where it goes. But when I started thinking about my body and about this really cool thing that I was going to have done, which ultimately is something that I would want to share with others. And then thinking about the fact that it's actually going to be somewhere on my body and that like, I don't even like to be on camera with my best of friends. That <laughs> 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 I'm like, uh, oh, how sad. Right. Like, and it makes me a little bit sad because I'm like, sure. I'm going to be super proud of this, but I'm not going to want to show it off. Right. And that it's hurtful. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a crap place to be in when you're thinking about, oh, this is this really exciting thing that I looked forward to for so long and now I'm going to get it done. And I'm kind of feeling some dread around it. I'll go as far to say, because I'm not super happy with that portion of myself. And I kept putting it off thinking, oh, I'm going to do a work, you know, I'm going to like, I'm going to hop on it. I'm going to hop on it and I'm going to do all the things. And a month later I'm going to be transformed (laughs) and then I'll feel so much better about having it done. And that is just really not the case at all. Not the case at all. But I've also felt this whole time, each time I get the, it's, it's funny because I'll get the nudge mentally like we're all getting a place where it's like, okay, let's take care. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's do this thing. You are ready for this. This is coming from a place of self-love and we are going to take care of ourselves and feel good about ourselves. And let's, let's do this. And I will go to set things up and sure as shit, something will go down that completely sidelines me and I had a really hard time for a while sussing out whether it was Mm self-sabotage or whether there was a deeper lesson there 
And I keep coming back to the deeper lesson. And the deeper lesson is, look, you are right now where you are. And you have to have some grace for yourself for where you are. Be accepting of where you are and understand that that is not a bad place just because you don't have what you feel is a great hold on it. And I almost feel like you had said earlier when we were talking offline that you felt like what I've watched and what I've seen and stuff is coinciding with me getting this experience at the end of the week. Yeah. And I sat with it for a few minutes and it's like, you know, I almost feel like that is going to be the other portion of catalyzing those things to happen Mm -hmm. is that, you know, maybe, maybe that will um, nudge me to a place of not because I feel bad about myself at in the moment and I want to feel better about myself later. So if I get it done, I will want to show it off and I will want to be better. No, no, no. Or look better. It's not that. It's not yeah. about that. Yeah. No, it's, it's about, it's about actually being proud of all of the accomplishments, all of the work that I have done to get to a place where I feel comfortable having something like this done, not as not for the adornment's sake, but for the kind of the spiritual homecoming almost that it represents and having it done mm-hmm. because it's almost like it, it's it's almost like a completion process. That is crazy that you said that though, because, you know, the other thing that I was saying while we were talking about this, that you were preparing for offline was that all of this disclosure stuff is coming up, leading up to this tattoo for a reason. And the fact that you just mm-hmm. referred to it as a homecoming is not a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they literally showed me a spiraling galaxy for a reason. And you said that was important, but you never told me why. Mm-hmm. But it, it feels like kind of coming for full full circle in a lot of the a lot of the work that I have done up mm-hmm. to this point and acknowledging it mm-hmm. in in a really solid way mm-hmm. and I think um you know and that's been hard that's been hard all along to kind of recognize um in a big way, the work that's been done mm-hmm. because I, I think I've always been in a place where, where I've realized I've had, or I've had an awareness that look, you've done a lot, but there's still a really long way to go. Like mm-hmm. don't get too cocky. You're not there yet. Sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. But I tend to not stop to celebrate the shifts that have happened in a significant way, I kind of brush them off into the side and go, you know, keep your nose down and keep going. Cause you're not there yet. Right. 
And I feel Which with that like attitude, is, you'll never be there. Exactly. Exactly. And I think this is a way of going, you know what? You've come a really long way. Yeah. You've done a lot of work. Stop for a second and recognize that. Which you know? ties in to what you were saying earlier about them getting you to not do such a deep dive and to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of the it's a bit of a light and shadow there because earlier we were talking about not doing the fully, you know, being more cognizant of whether or not you want to undertake that deep dive at that time, which would be like, mm-hmm. you know, the shadow side of you wanting to dive into everything and just know everything. And then here, you know, you've got a very gentle way of acknowledging how far you've come. So you have that driving force that you're used to, the Jamie that we all know and love that wants to go get, it it got her. (laughs) I'm watching her face, it got her. (laughs) We have the Jamie we all know and love. (laughs) The Jamie we all know and love who wants to deep dive and wants to find out all the things and go, 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 go. That Jamie is not capable of stopping long enough to do what Friday Jamie is going to do, which is stop. And record her progress. So here you have the polarity again from your galactic side saying, hey, stop and appreciate how far you fucking come. And you have the the, the way they triggered this was to make you deep dive on this disclosure stuff. And there are the tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sit in full acknowledgement of... The work you've done, the progress that you've made of yourself, because that is what's going to trigger you to treat yourself more kindly. Yeah. And to further develop yourself in a way that's actually helpful for you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter the, the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to achieve any type of societal this is what you should look like it's it's all internal it's all for me but i have a bad habit of not actually doing things for me mm-hmm. and this is going to be for me Mm-hmm. And that ties into exactly what we were talking about with when they showed me that scale of numbers with zero in the middle and then you have a full side of negative numbers and you have an opposite side of positive Mm. numbers. When you were talking about getting back to basics, they showed that to me because when we think about getting back to basics, we often think about discarding how far we've come in order to go back to square one and do it over again. And it's important that we don't view it that way because that is not the truth. The truth is, is that we were born into and indoctrinated into a society that told us how to be, how to act, where to go, how fast to go there, that all of our resources, our personal resources were meant for external use to get feedback from an external source. So we were deluged by all of this programming, which I will you know, put over in the negative numbers. And then the goal with waking up, with awakening, with ascension, is to muddle through all of that, all of the negative numbers just to get to zero. 
just to balance out, just to get to the point where we can recognize the old programs when they're triggered, (laughs) just to get to the point where we're no longer automatically, we're not on autopilot giving ourselves away to our environment, just so that we can get, zero is so important, it, it really has no importance in our colloquial view of the number, it's nothing. But zero is so important in this journey that we're on because zero means you've achieved some sort of balance in so many areas of your life that life is no longer controlling you. Zero is sovereignty. And it's also a point where you get to see, sit in and revel in your own achievement in a way that you've never been able to before because you're so busy measuring yourself up to outside things and outside forces that now with when you come back to a zero point you come back to it with all of this greater knowledge that you've attained and you can then see they're wanting you to see this is how far you've come Mm -hmm. it's not you know don't roll your eyes and go i already know this Mm -hmm. no you know this because of all of the work that you've done and now you get to apply this in so many different ways Mm -hmm. on such a new level what a cool opportunity so and i'm actually looking forward to it And part of, you know, the, I think part of the desire to deep dive every time, and I, oh, I might cry. Well, that's uncool. I think think part of the desire to deep dive every time and part of why this has all happened now, it feels really big and it's going to be put into words and it's going to be easy, easy. Um, (laughs) the deep dive has changed. Yeah. I think the deep dive before the Jamie that was before that all the work that you've done has been on the deep dive. The deep dive was how can I save everybody else? And I think the deep dive has become an excitement because now you know that every time you do a deep dive on your own behalf, you're going to come out with a new tool. Yeah. The process of doing the deep dive when you reach zero is you go back into the negative numbers to it's a forging process. And then you can take the tool you forge within that deep dive in the negative numbers. You can bring it back to zero and move forward with that and use it to build your positive number side of that scale. I'll have to make a visual yeah. of this. And we'll post it on Instagram because I, I imagine listening to it, it's probably like, what? Negative? What? Uh, but I see it so clearly in my head and it makes so much sense. This is, this is them saying to you that you have busted through so many of the distortions that you were indoctrinated with, that you're now able to actually see the purpose of this polarity. (laughs) What is this face I am seeing? I don't understand what I'm viewing. What is happening? Sorry, I just got like wide mouth bass face is what she's seen <laughs> through the Zoom. That was a thing. With like the eyes rolling back and everything because they just were like, you've been wanting to see 
how you've manifested, this is how you've manifested. This is the, this, this is the giving back to you, the gift of being able to see what you have manifested. It's been happening at such a pace that you haven't noticed it, that you haven't fully taken it in, Mm -hmm. that you haven't, you haven't even realized what you did. Mm -hmm. And and you can't you use go. the tool until you know you have the tool. Yeah. Like you have this tool. This is it. This is the tool that you've been asking for and you have it. Now go tattoo yourself and think about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then every time you see the tattoo, know that you manifested that. Right. Well, and that you're still doing it. And not just that. Mm-hmm. But that you've manifested. Oh. Look at all of the, look at what you have accumulated. the The grand scale of manifestation that's happened. Okay, so this makes much more sense now. I, I got an image while we were talking just a few minutes ago, and I was going to bring it up, but it felt incomplete, so I didn't know mm-hmm. if it was time to bring it up. But they just brought it back to me again. So of course they're likening your tattoo to a magician's runes, and they're like, "But we want you to think of a magician's runes." Um, mash it up with a boy or girl scout's sash full of badges. Mm -hmm. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, because the purpose of a magician's runes isn't, I'm going to put these sigils on my body and they're going to imbue me with magical power. No, it's I've created these sigils out of all the work I've done thus far and they are going to be a placeholder for the magic I've already created for myself so I can build on top of it as a foundation and use them as tools to help create something on top of that solid foundation that I've already created for myself. You know, it's and, an external and, manifestation of things that you've been accumulated inwardly. Yes, yes. I think that, you know, before times me, before ascension, before awakening, I thought of magician's runes as, you know, in a way he didn't have the power. So he had to take the power through some picture, through some sigil, through mm-hmm. something that he was tattooing on his body. It was a sacrifice of his body to tattoo these things upon himself. But no, it's a badge of honor. It's a, I've come this far. I created this tool. This is my tool bag. And the magician tattoos those tools on their body so that they're ready to use. I'm manifesting. It's usually on the arms. Some, you know, when they get crazy Mm -hmm. about it, it's elsewhere. But usually it's on the arms or right down the center of the chest. So what is that? You've got your shishumna, your your chakra channel, and you've got the mm-hmm. thing you literally create physical things with your hands yeah. and your and your arms. You you literally build with those tools. So the sigils you're lighting are, them up. Yes. Which is why they showed me when when you were saying I don't really know where I want to get it. I said the back because I thought the spinal column you know mm-hmm. that's that's what came to me, but it makes sense. It completely makes yeah, sense. Yeah, the three places that I actually had in mind was the the back, my left arm, like outer arm, and and I did also think about sternum. That's gonna like hurt. like the sternum, but I was like, girl, I don't know that I have the. Uh, <laughs> Am I that badass? The I'm next not sure. the <laughs> next one might have to go there because I I don't think I've uh I've I've lost a lot of pain tolerance. 
over the years, and I'm going to have to work on building that back up. <laughs> How do you a, work on building in a, a way that colors? is pleasing to me? You know what? Right now, it's just I think because of um, where I'm at physically, my and I'm still working with how I am grounding in the energy that the amount of energy that I'm receiving. Um, was that your brother? Yes. Okay. Okay. I wanted to make sure because <laughs> I saw something out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, <laughs> I am, I have been known to see things in, in Heather's house. It was corporate. But- <laughs> I'm like, this is a very apropos time for that all to be happening. So I just wanted to make sure <laughs> no, that it good. wasn't an additional thing. No, but not okay. Additional. Okay. That's all right. Whew. Thank building you. Up, building up. Um, but uh, no, I think, I think a lot of it right now is, is just um, my current physical state and the fact that uh my nervous system is still being tweaked and I've noticed that just like my, just my skin in general is Mm -hmm. more sensitive than it had been previously. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so yeah, so it, it is, it is a little, uh, it's a little nerve wracking thinking about going and having another one done because my last experience was, you know, I don't know, to 12, 13, 12 or 13 years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I have, I mean, I have one tattoo and it's pretty itty bitty. It's, it's not, <laughs> it's not big by, by anybody's standards. It's, I mean, you know, it's, it's not your average Friday the 13th tattoo or anything, but it's, <laughs> but it's, it's very simple and uh, and not that big. So thinking about going and having it done, you know, for the most part, I've I've kept my mind off of that portion of it because I'm also um, I also have a feeling like the like the experience is going to handle a lot of that mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, they you know I feel like they kind of reminded me look y'all you've you know you've pain (laughs) you've been through a lot of pain and you've been okay so you know don't be well not only that I think that there's going to be a certain meditative aspect to this there's a reason why you're going to be alone during the process there's a reason why they've been building you into this process I think tears will be shed I think that it you know, there will be messages that come through, which I can't wait to hear. And I just think it's going to be, you know, you're not sitting in for a normal tattoo. And even a normal tattoo can have those experiences if the intention is there. But you're sitting in with someone who is also spiritually oriented and has created a process for doing this art that is spiritual to them. So (laughs) it's quite, quite a different experience than just getting a tattoo. It's yeah. a whole thing. And the guides are like, we're taking advantage of every aspect of this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll share that too. Well, I'll I'll make sure that that I I document it at least some way. And uh to where I can share because I'm sure she usually does too. 
so um yeah this is a uh, this is gonna be really interesting i am I'm interested to see what comes afterwards, right you know like what what is what's going to kind of what direction is it going to send me to next right and it's nice to be in a place where you can look forward to something yeah yeah (sighs) i think we finished well i think we did this is uh (laughs) you know it all had to come come back around some way because geez louises All right. So if you've enjoyed, if you've enjoyed our talk, please give us a like and subscribe to never miss a show. You can also follow us on Instagram at using our inside voice, all one word. Join us next time as we use our inside voice to talk about whatever comes up. There's always something. Until then, this is Heather. And this is Jamie. And we are using our outside voice to say, stay safe, stay sovereign, and we'll see you next time.